Hi, Michael. Hi, Shane. What, what, so, upcoming in episode five. Yeah. If we're if we're gonna precap, it, it would be very difficult because it's it's two weeks after precap uh, episode <laughs> five aired. Well, we could really uh, precap because we know exactly what's going to happen in episode five. We know exactly what's going to happen. I don't remember all the details. I just remember it was it, there was an alligator involved. There was a Thanos copter too. There was a Thanos copter. You had to you had to be very very like careful to to sort of see it as it came through. And I'm going to admit right now that if we were doing a real precap, I would never have predicted the Thanos copter. That was not no, on my list. No, I I mean. I would have predicted the the alligator only because it was in episode four mm -hmm. at the very end. And that was an easy one. Yeah, that was an easy one. Um, so here's what happened. We, so Disney Plus decided that they were just going to continue to air episodes, despite the fact that both of us went on vacation. And I think they should have known this. They should have checked with us ahead of time. It was on my calendar. There's no other podcast doing precaps of episodes. That's right. The only precapping so, episodes. So they they determined, despite you know, you know, we we petitioned them, you know, with a couple of signatures. Yeah. Um, that was never delivered, but with a couple of signatures, that that they were just going to go ahead and continue on with uh, their airing of making the millions of dollars that they decided to go ahead and make with this show. And they didn't, uh, you know, consult us, and they didn't. Uh, it, it was really insensitive. I thought. Do you agree? Yes, I, I, I don't remember. So, <laughs> here, here's a little behind the scenes. We, we had a pause for a second, and now I have no idea what was yeah. we were talking. We about. only were in there for things. So I think I said that you know D Disney was just being very, very, very difficult, and they um, kind of insensitive to our needs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We we both. Now, here's the other thing. We could have probably predicted we were going to do this because we knew we were going to go on vacation oh both of us had planned this these vacations for months yeah so i had actually planned on okay i'm gonna be at my in-laws in colorado i can probably go ahead and we could record from there mm. if we needed to um but here's the thing i couldn't find time mm. to watch the show right that week that I was there. So did you actually watch both episodes this week? Well, I watched, no, no, no. I watched the one right before we left, episode five. Gotcha. And then I watched episode six, three or four days later after we got home. Right, okay. So it wasn't too, too bad. Right. But you were gone the previous week, which which just, it would have been so much sort of, it would have been, ugh, ugh. So. Ugh. <laughs> so if you've looked at the episode description, you now know that this is now in a Loki recap. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to recap the whole last, I don't know, three episodes because we pre-capped episode four, but we didn't right. see it. Right. Um, so so we're not going to go you know, into detail. You guys can find another op, uh, a podcast for that. We did that with WandaVision. Go mm. back and watch WandaVision and listen to our episodes on that. Yeah, we're going to recap the whole of Loki <clears throat> at this point. Yeah. So I think it's it's fair to say that we should start from the end because that's the most significant. Right. Is that fair? And yeah. we could end up talking about this the entire time, I feel like. Yeah. But so everything that the, the internet wanted WandaVision to do, they're going to introduce a big bad. They're going to set up the rest of the phase four of the MCU. They're going to they're going to show the um, the puppet master that's been pulling all these strings. Mm -hmm. They did that in this episode, this show. Yeah, uh, I was quite surprised they, they did it. He, I was too. 
because because spoiler alert, it's not a spoiler alert. We pre-capped that this wouldn't happen. Yeah, well, I was very <laughs> certain that this would not happen. Well, we were we were adamant. They're not going to introduce King or Conqueror, and they went ahead and introduced King or Conqueror. Yeah, as soon as he says, I go by, you know, he was he who remains is how they refer to him for right. a while. And then eventually it's like, it's revealed that he was a 31st century uh, scientist. And I was like, uh-oh. I was actually like yeah. a little upset because I wanted to be right. Right. Now, in fairness to us, because I think that's that's really what this podcast is, is just being fair to us, is it's not who was introduced was not technically Kang the Conqueror. Right. Even though he calls himself Kang the Conqueror. Or he doesn't call himself no, Kang. No, he never he says him, Kang. He never uses but the he word does, Kang. He does say that he's been referred to as the Conqueror. Now, I think that was yeah. some of his, his other selves. That he right. Sort of, yeah. So it is it is Kang, but yep. without so many words. Um, and... But it's it's not the the evil Marvel villain. No, this is this is the involved. this is the benevolent version of Kang. Uh, also Who is still Immortus. genocidal and evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was the best. It's like, oh yeah, this yeah. guy lies. He uh, kills. He's <laughs> completely killed millions and billions, actually. Trillions, yeah, trillions of people. Yeah. yeah, with with wiping out timelines. But yes. Yeah, and uh, and he's a good one. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So. Um, so he's introduced. Uh, Loki and Sylvie are, uh, you know, find their way to him, and he knew they were coming because he had had some sort of foreknowledge of all this history, until sort of the very end. He wasn't sure what was going to happen, but um, he offers them the TVA. Essentially, he says, yeah. "You guys can be in charge. You guys can replace me. All you have to do is not kill me, because if you kill me." You're going to unleash basically the multiversal war. Right. Right. Because all of the other versions of him will know that he's dead. And uh, mm-hmm. in come a rush uh, of other Kangs to, to, from every other universe. Universe, right. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and then branches of timelines ah! and, and dogs and cats living together. <laughs> yeah, it's all terrible. Yeah, mass hysteria. Uh, and by the way, I, I actually thought this was a really good way of introducing the character. Basically, through dialogue and exposition yeah where you, yeah you see a little a tiny visualization not not really reacting it just just uh he, he's got uh, i will i'm gonna dare say a wakandan-esque little bit of uh liquid metal reenacting what happened to how he found the other universes yeah. how he met his other versions of himself yeah and the the multi the multiverse war yeah now so kang and the con so kang the conqueror in the comics is a, is a long-standing Avengers, I think he might have even started as a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <clears throat> and he is a, you know, time traveler, as you mentioned, from the 31st century or something like that. I think he has some sort of history with or link to, like, maybe even like a distant relative of Reed Richards, the yeah, Mr. Yeah. Fantastic. He is a descendant of uh, Reed Richards. He's a dis- descendant of Reed Richards. And I think the original story is that, you know, he gets bored. Yeah in the 31st century. So he decides that he's going to go back in time and he's going to fight the Avengers because they are historically the only force that can sort of match his own. Right. Yeah. And I got to say every, not that I've read up a ton on Kang. I've just seen him appear in other comic storylines. He has always showed up kind of, uh, you know, again, like Mephisto is like a very petty (laughs) 
kind of guys. Like I'm sure. bored. I'm coming here yeah. to take over your century because I'm super bored. Right. Now, it's hard to it's hard to actually get your mind around this because, you know, we dealt with in the MCU we dealt with Thanos for the last decade, <clears throat> and I will say, Kang, as far as in the comics, is seen as a much greater villain than Thanos would have ever been considered. Right. He's much more longstanding. He's much more, I'm going to destroy the universe kind of guy. Um, it's hard to sort of wrap your mind around him because he is mortal. He's just a man. Yep. He's just, he always, he has 31st century technology. Yeah. Which I think I find really interesting because like Thanos, he's a Titan. So he's physically imposing. He can take on a Hulk one-on-one. Right. He, he fights the Avengers without any sort of infinity gauntlet at all. And uh, he fights them really well. Mm-hmm. And Kang is a dude. <laughs> he's he's like a Batman. He's a dude with like really really good technology. But yeah, just a dude. And he and and now we've set up. And I think what's cool about this character now is we've set up the MCU without that sort of foil. Like the classic foil for 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 um, Kang is going to be obviously Reed Richards, um, who they may introduce in a few years. But it was Iron Man, right? Because of the technology and the right. science and all that stuff. And we don't have an Iron Man in our MCU any longer. Yeah, we've now lost all the, the, the super genius kind of character. And we've got, you know, you have Spider-Man. It's pretty smart. It's not never. Pretty smart. Never never's a super genius. A, yeah, never. Ne- well, never the, the lover of, a level of inventor. Right. That's going to that's gonna make weapons and technology that, that can defeat enemies. Uh, the other one would be Hank Pym, who's you know older, right. and it's clearly not the Ant Man. The Ant Man is Scott Lang, who's a smart guy in his own right, but not you know, like you said, super genius level. Right, and and so this brings up a question that I have. It's already been announced. This is not a secret at all that that Kang is a villain in uh, what will be the third Ant Man movie. So as he's depicted in this show, he seems way too powerful for poor little Ant Man. Like, there's sure. no way that Scott Lang can take on Kang. Yeah. And you wonder if it's going to be, like, an, like which Kang it's going to be. Is it going to be Kang the Conqueror? <clears throat> or is it going to be some level of Kang that's slightly different? Yeah, Kang, the guy that can shrink and grow. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Or, or, or are we being duped again? Hmm. Is, is Kang the Conqueror coming to the, the Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel? And that's it. Right. Like he's defeated there somehow. And then there's another um, villain that comes in. Because Marvel has no shortage of villains now that we've introduced both the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man into the group. And we're eventually going to get some mutants in here too. Uh, those are where all the really good villains are, to be honest with you. Right. Um, you know, the best villains that we've seen so far are like the Red Skull and I don't know, what do you think? Well, Thanos. Thanos, Thanos is, pretty is pretty good, um, but those that, that would be it. Loki. I mean, you wouldn't. You haven't seen anything like a like a Magneto or an Apocalypse or Doctor Doom might be mm-hmm. the best overall Marvel villain. Right. Galactus, who, who who creates like who eats worlds. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that they can they can introduce in this next phase here. Right. Yeah. There, there's a lot that can be done now, and it's. I, I gotta say, it, it is pretty exciting. I think. The fandom was probably out of its mind once once Kang was revealed because it's this was to 
WandaVision. Mephisto was to WandaVision. Exactly. We were expecting it all the all the way, and, and it never happened with WandaVision. And I think that's a good making property of WandaVision. WandaVision was a, a show about a different thing. Right. Right. Um, we took we talked about it ad nauseum. That show was about grief and loss and dealing with uh, your 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 mental issues after a tra uh, trauma. Right. Um, this show was about something different. Now, um, we talked a lot about it in the precaps, like what is this show going to be about? And is it about, is it sort of a redemptive story for Loki? And I think it kind of was. Yeah. Um, and I think it sort of showed the futility of, of that for him. Right. Right. Cause he, he was the, he was the one at the end that was like, so, uh, so at the end of this episode, uh, Sylvie, um, the alternate version of Loki who, so let's just have an aside here. If an alternate version of you is female mm -hmm. or the, or, 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 or male or whatever, and you, what, what is the nature of a relationship, like a sexual or, or, or love romantic relationship that you might have with that alternate version of you? So, so, okay, here, here's my take. On it. I, I'm going to go that this is a, a form of self-love. This is not incestuous in any way because right. the female version is not actually of different lineage but with in the case of loki we know that loki is actually a frost giant through magic turned into some asgardian like that sure i think people have asked before of like well wait magic doesn't work in the tva so why does loki not look like a frost giant i i, I think it's been really clear that odin had the ability to turn people into human or whatever because that's what sure. he does to thor mm -hmm. so I think the variant, uh, Sylvie, was just a version of Loki, still the same Loki, but for whatever reason, turned female instead of male. That's, mm -hmm. that's how Odin was feeling that day. So, so yeah, so they, they, they kiss at the end. So I guess, according to you, that's sort of like kissing yourself in the mirror. It is kissing yourself. It is not kissing your sister. It is kissing yourself. That's my stance. Kissing your, it's kissing yourself in the mirror, maybe with a pillow as you're trying out, you know, <laughs> um, you know slipping slipping a stuffed animal the tongue is that kind of um the same level may, maybe not as gross as that i mean if you maybe can you really kiss yourself like is there any no no you cannot i mean so you, there, can kiss, yeah. you can kiss your hand i'm kissing my hand you can kiss your hand you can kiss your arm uh you can kiss maybe your knee uh some people are flexible enough to kiss their feet hmm. their own feet um i think the, the the rule is you cannot touch your elbow with your lips yeah, people, no one can do that, right? Unless you're like double jointed or something. Anyhow, my point is, no, nah, no problems here. Uh, that's that's my ruling. I'm going to stick with it. Okay, no problems. So anyway, so they obviously have feelings for each other. Sylvie betrays Loki. She throws him back to the TVA. Mm -hmm. She kills Kang or right. he who lives or right. remains. Or he who remains. remains. Yeah. So in doing that, she... We, we learn, we, we go back to the TBA, and there's these, you know, tons of different branches of the timeline that break off. So there's no longer a sacred timeline. Yep. Everything that's and, been established so far was leading up to this. And to be fair, we probably should have realized that this was going to be the outcome. We thought it had happened earlier when Sylvie set off all those charges, and it looked like, oh, look at all those branches getting created. Yeah, but then they fixed them. Yeah, that was a fake. As that was a out. fake out. But this is the thing. Now we thought we were going to get Owen Wilson on a on a jet ski. Yep, I in fact wow. even I even gambled on that on an online forum where you can 
Not with real, <laughs> not with real money, with, with internet points. I was sure you were going to see Owen Wilson on a jet ski. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah. Now maybe that's that's season two because yeah. that has been announced. Right. You know, if we get if we get Owen Wilson with uh, with Tom Hiddleston on the back, of, like like you know, sitting on the back of a sec, like behind him holding his waist mm-hmm. on a jet ski, I think uh, the internet will break. Yeah. Oh, totally. So yeah. I'm gonna talk about our predictions for a little bit. I think our biggest problem is we didn't realize there was gonna be a season two. It for some reason never even occurred to me <laughs> that that could happen. Right. Well, in fairness to us, because again, this podcast is about fairness to us, mm-hmm. um, Loki is dead, mm-hmm. right? So the odds of them, a lot of the MCU just like starting a Loki show and having that continue to go on to season two is like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like lots of TV characters have died. And we wouldn't have multiple seasons of a show after that happened. Yeah. Like Omar from The Wire is not getting uh, <laughs> like two seasons of a show after The Wire ends. It's just not happening. Right. So, yeah, that's where we were wrong. Um, I think we were yep. very right about a lot of things. Clearly, the mm-hmm. nature of the TVA, a lot of the things did come true. And so, yep. you know, the idea of Loki and... Uh, wasn't that heartbreaking, by the way, when you see that Mobius doesn't recognize Loki anymore? I know. So that happens at the end. Loki, I mean, Loki is, they think he's a, an analyst at the TVA. He's just some dude. So that might be where he's at in the, in the next season. Like he's just like, he's, you know, working a desk job. Yeah, trying to convince everyone else like, hey, uh, you're, we're in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> this, is, this is super, mm-hmm. super bad. Yeah. Probably trying to find Sylvie again. I would assume. <clears throat> I would assume because I mean he found his soulmate, right? That's himself, which is which tells you a lot about the character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think if we were to step back and say, like, go through all the the MCU characters, most of them have an identified soulmate. If they don't, you certainly wouldn't say, Oh, you know what this character's soulmate is gonna be? It's gonna be the alternate version of him or herself. Right. <clears throat> I'm almost going to say, in the case of Loki, this is, again, very nerding out, knowing the lore, Frost Giants, I don't even know if Frost Giants have genders. So, like, it could have just been an arbitrary choice, like, as Guardians have binary sure. genders. So sure. th- this whole notion of, like, oh, it's a different version, that might be the same version as far as we know. Well, no, just an, just an alternate version, not even the same version. It's right. There's an alternate version. It doesn't need Look. to be, obviously, Loki, it doesn't need to be female, it doesn't need to be male, it doesn't need to be however that that character would want to define itself i mean that's that's irrelevant to to the character to the idea that i mean it could have been the crocodile or the alligator right that's exactly right you know? that's what we saw um, now i think you run into some bestiality issues there mm. if loki fell in love with the crocodile version of loki right hmm. that that's a good question that that might have brought up more issues that might have brought up some some there's just some moral issues now, obviously, this alligator seems to have some sort of, you know, personal and moral responsibilities, as well as some identity that that um, goes above what you would normally think of as a particular reptile. Mm-hmm. However, um, having said all that, let's just set all that aside and say, Loki. Loki is the only character in the MCU thus identified that whose soulmate 
might be an alternate version of itself, right. of themselves. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear. Pretty great. Uh, I think we should also take a little bit of time to discuss how the ending of this episode, so pretty much counter to every Marvel movie and the other TV shows, does not end with a big fight. There's a little fight between a little bit of Loki on Loki action, as we right. discussed before, a little sword yeah. play, but mm -hmm. very minor. Very minor, not even, not memorable, actually. Uh, the important thing was the dialogue. Yeah. Which makes sense because Loki is a talker. Yeah, oh yeah. Of all uh, the characters introduced so far, I mean, Loki is probably the most verbal mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the only one that would be close would be Iron Man, right? In terms right. of uh, being able to sort of talk his way in or out of trouble. Yeah, I, and I think that's pretty great. And that hopefully bodes well for the rest of the MCU where... <laughs> Almost like Civil War, they, they can have endings that aren't based on escalating mayhem, but can do things that yeah. are more character driven and, and based on your emotional response to, yeah. to what's actually happening on screen. I will say that, that Civil War does end with a, like a three-way fight between Iron Man, Captain America, and Winter Soldier. Right, but you were promised a nine-way fight. Fair enough. Right. And so, <laughs> right, like the whole thing is setting up for this. You're like, you see all of these this footage of these other soldiers you're worried that this is what's going to happen and it's a total fake out and uh you get a much more impactful fight mm -hmm. yeah so um what were our general impressions of the show i think it's a very good show i think it was too i think it's a must watch must watch yeah yeah i think i think it's um it fits and it, and it sets up a one thing that with this next phase of the MCU that they're doing. They are, they are, it's risky, right? They did this with WandaVision and now they're doing it with Loki. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier exists in a different world. Mm -hmm. And I think you could also put Black Widow, the Black Widow movie that came out this week too in that same vein. I know that you haven't seen it yet, but um, it's, a, it's a standard, you know, beginning, middle, end type story where it, it closes itself Maybe there's, you know, some loose ends that, you know, they say, oh, okay, here's what's going to happen next. There's consequences. This one, along with WandaVision, creates this idea that, well, I'm not sure that, that the way it ends actually leads to anything mm -hmm. or that you can really extrapolate much on ter in terms of, you know, like what happened. Right. Because you have these alternate realities, because you have these timeline issues, um, it's a different way of telling stories. Yeah, I think both WandaVision and Loki, they're sci-fi stories. They're trying to explore parts of the human condition via science fiction, which is what all great sci-fi does, right? Mm -hmm. So WandaVision explores grief through the, you know, what would be magic, and Loki explores identity through the idea of uh, you know, the timelines and what, what variants would be. Mm -hmm. you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, I really love that. I, I've seen, I've now seen uh, on the Ringer, a dif different podcast where they, they gave pretty low marks to the Falcon Winter Soldier. I find that actually to be wrong. <laughs> I think it's a very good show. I, I'd yeah. highly recommend it to everyone. And uh, I think it's just a different kind of show. That one's like the Tom Clancy style of universe. If you want a more grounded, this is what it's like for regular people and in a world of military industrial complex, that's basically what the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like. Right. And we're going to get into this uh, in future episodes. We are going to rank the MCU, and it might take the next, I don't know, eight months yep. to do this. <clears throat> but 
one of the great things about the the MCU thus far is we are cre- they have created a superhero genre that delves into different genres and 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 in each and every and ep- each and every instance of their uh, storytelling. So when you think of just as an example, like you talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's very much in the vein of Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was a spy movie. Right. Uh, Black Widow is a spy movie. Um, the Ant-Man movies, both of them are kind of heist movies. Yeah. Like classic, like like Ocean's Eleven type, type heist movies. Um, we've got your Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which are very much like space operas, almost like a Star Wars type, type movie. Um, you've got movies that are kind of mysteries. Uh, like WandaVision was kind of a mystery the whole way. Yeah. Uh, kind of leading up. And WandaVision, I think... I think both of us agree that WandaVision was the best of these three Disney Plus movies, uh, shows that have come out uh, this year in 2021. Um, and I think because it was so unique in the way that it told its story. Right. You know, it had a it had a very simple idea that we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with the consequences of what's happened before. And we're going to say, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it with this person that's magic. They can do basically whatever they want with their brain. And they're going to create this alternate reality in this small town in New Jersey. And they're going to copy TV shows from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Uh, and that's, an, that's a different way of telling stories. And we talked about it when we talked about what uh, WandaVision. A lot of people were just like, what is this show? After the first couple of episodes. And then there were a lot of people that were like, that had never watched a, a Marvel show or a Marvel movie before and been like, this is great. This is this is classic sitcom world. This is wonderful. This is creative. And I think the the, the culmination of that show brought the two audiences together. Um, this show, Loki, was a, was a step below that, I think. And that's not to criticize necessarily Loki. Mm-hmm. It's just to say it didn't reach that level. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is, I, I will say that this, if anything, this is like a 1B though. Like if, if WandaVision yeah. is, is the 1A, this is a 1B. It's not that far off in my mind from the quality yeah. of WandaVision. But I mean, it doesn't, I think doesn't it, do this kind of, it doesn't do the type of experimentation. Right. But, it, but it's also, think about the risk that they're taking. Mm-hmm. So they're basically putting on an MCU movie two or three times a year. They've 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 instituted these these uh, Disney Plus series, which are you know these six to eight week adventures, uh, and they are basically printing money. <laughs> There's obviously the old adage of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, they broke it. Oh, they broke it a hundred times <laughs> over. They've broken it now. Yeah, they broke it and. You know, I think, I think you could probably trace the breaking back to Infinity War, mm-hmm. and the end of that movie where they basically kill half of their, you know, heroes. Yeah, and it just it it created a whole new way of storytelling. Yeah, you know, um, and I think this show in particular is bringing the MCU into sort of a more of a comic book world. Right. 
where the rules don't really exist in a comic book, right? You know, a, a character can die in episode nine and they're back alive and fighting somebody in episode 10. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I think for the first probably eight years of the, the MCU, they were bringing the comic book world into the real world and having it seem, you know, I don't really think we saw, like the first time we see anything sort of supernatural is really Thor, right? Mm -hmm. Like the first Thor, the first three Thor of the movies are terrible, by the way. We're going to rank, like when we rank all of them, we're going to get through the first, like there's about five or six movies that really aren't worth talking too much about. That's going to be maybe an episode or two. Yeah, they're stinkers. Um, there's there's some stinkers which is also remarkable because those all ha all happened early on in the mcu's like lineage they banked so much cash on the fact that the first iron man was good mm -hmm. had that not been good i don't know that we're going to be that we you and i would have this quote-unquote job yes <laughs> and uh yeah it, it is quite remarkable where they've ended up where they've now introduced this concept of a multiverse, which is a very, we're talking super high concept. We're not talking anymore about like, even when they introduced Thor, the idea was still, it's, it's just technology that's so advanced that we regard it as magic. Like it was still right. grounded in that. So the first time you, you really, see, and, and even, and even Dr. Strange does a very similar idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like the idea that it's just, it's, it's something that science hasn't figured out yet. Yeah, it's dimensional energy. They they explain it like at length. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ex explain quote unquote. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, in the fantasy <clears throat> way they do. Yeah. So now, and I think, and I so a fair criticism of this show is the idea that this more than any of the other shows really had to kind of continually explain itself as it went along. Mm -hmm. So like, so like the the previously on were were actually important pieces to sort right. of like these are the important parts that you missed that you maybe missed last week that are that are going to help you understand what's going on um because the idea of multiverses unless you have a degree in philosophy are not going to be particularly um helpful yeah and what i really like about the show so they, they have the high concept science fiction bit which, you know, we, we've seen a little bit in Endgame, but this is taking it to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. But they do go into the more interesting human aspect of like, well, what is, what are, what is the version of you? Like, what makes you yourself? And that's the, the question that's posed. And um, to tie it all back to the ending with Kang again, like, I, so here's the thing. I never thought they'd introduce Kang because I thought it would be kind of stupid to say like, oh, this guy you've never heard of and with no connection to the story would just get introduced. I'm like, oh, he was behind it the whole time. Right. To their credit, they introduced the character and introduced him in a way that fits 100% the theme, which was about identity and the idea of like, what does it mean if there's different versions of you? And in his case, the different versions of him meant that you had to set up this whole world of the TVA and destroy all the timelines because what happens if you're all powerful and one of the versions of you is just not as nice as some of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 to that point, like 
what we had seen so far in both uh, WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the the quote unquote big bads that were that were introduced were were, were sort of minor. So you had Agatha Harkness in in WandaVision, who turned out to be amazing, mm-hmm. um, and all of the uh, award love that that show is getting is well deserved. That that's still the best show I've seen this year. It's mm-hmm. July. But in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier too, it looks like you know you you get the Julia Dr- Louis Dreyfus uh, yeah. uh, 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 cameo there at the end, and you're clearly introducing either the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts, however you want to look at it, and it's those are minor bits. Those are not Avengers level villains, right? in the history of the comics. This is an Avengers-level event. This yeah. is, like, <clears throat> we talked about it earlier, it looks like the multiversal war starts because, remember, Hulk doesn't want to take the stairs. Yeah. He's and angry. I, I was very surprised, again, that they, that they went this way, where they've introduced... This is the equivalent of introducing Thanos, but within the TV show. And uh, I think... Maybe we were just this. This was the big Marvel fake out that they made these other series fairly self-contained, telling a unique story, which was interesting for sure. But each one of them was was standalone. This this show is a must-watch now if you want if you're interested in the greater MCU and you care yeah. about what's going to happen probably over the next ten years of, of movies. Yeah. Really. And what's super interesting is you know we and we've talked about this too before in the past. The idea like you don't, as a viewer, get to decide what's the most important piece. Yeah, totally. For example, if you go back to, you know, Endgame, for example, and then in this show, and then a show sort of linking that, they both are significantly influenced by Thor to the Dark World, <laughs> which I think both of us would agree is one of the top, the worst three movies that they've produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just terrible. And... Uh, but both of them are referenced in Endgame and in, and in this show uh, as significantly, most significantly is the, the death of uh, uh, Thor's mom. Yeah, Freya. Freya. Yeah, Freya. Freya. Yeah. And just, you don't get to decide as a viewer what's important. And they're not going to give you exactly what you want. They're going to give you what they think, you know, tells the story on into the future. You know, they introduced an Infinity Stone into into Thor 2 for a reason, and they're going to continue that storyline until it's no longer. Yeah, they're not going to give you what you want, but you're going to want what they give you, as right. the, the saying goes. Exactly. And that's kind of, I mean, you know, it started, it, it, the, the MCU started before the Nolan verse Batman mm-hmm. uh, series. And uh, was com- concluded, um, and in a lot of ways, that first Iron Man can be seen as like a, a a little bit of a lighter response to some of the dark darkness that came out of the Batman stuff. But that but that idea that you know, it's not the uh, it's not the superhero that you need; it's the one you deserve, right. or the one you want; it's the one you deserve. Yeah. And this is the MCU telling you that that very same thing: what you need to get the story forward and continue with it and and have it make sense and have it make because they haven't had many missteps over the last eight years yeah 
they are they're on fire right now. <clears throat> yeah. And and so to that end, I think we should probably address anyone who's looked at this episode. You probably are going to notice some changes in uh, yeah. the name of the episode in our description. Yeah, we haven't come up with it. It's going to have a new name in the next couple of days, and you know we're we're you know having marketing teams look at it. And, Oh, yeah. have, you know, we've got to have corporate look at it and approve everything. So top minds, top minds, top, top minds are looking at it. But uh, we are gonna uh, for the next. I think we've committed to the next for the next six or eight months to be really uh, deep dive MCU stuff. Yeah, I think uh, you know we're gonna do a, a complete ranking, and we might interject interject some some uh, some standalone episodes in there. Um, I think um, at some point, I don't know if uh, Michael, have you? gotten to see the trailer for the what if show that comes out next month oh i have plus oh you have i think we're gonna talk about that when it comes yep. out <clears throat> but yeah. we're definitely gonna start start with the next episode is gonna be you know probably the bottom four uh mcu projects so far uh and um when we say that they're bad they're still not i still think all of the the four that are the worst mcu products are better than just about anything that the DCEU has produced. Hmm. I don't know. Wonder Woman was pretty good. Well, yeah. So, but you know, it's, well, what I meant was the lowest of the low. So it's okay. better. Like, okay. Spoiler alert. The Incredible Hulk is better than the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Well, that's an easy one. Suicide Squad yeah. is terrible. Right. Yeah. Thor Dark World is better than Batman versus Superman. Well, that movie is also terrible. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. But we, but we can say that, right? That's pretty easy. That hope, if you disagree with that, then uh, I question your taste in movies. Because, then we can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so dad pods. Dad pods, uh, two dads discuss the Marvel. I think that's... Two dads discuss Marvel. I think it's going to work. Um, for those of you that have stuck through, you know, us talking about whether or not um, who, who the best celebrities should run for governor or you know what what we should call the leftovers that dads get to eat from a from, <laughs> a, from a restaurant uh if you've stuck with us for that whole time and you want more of that well you know we could come back to that someday but for the next you know uh 15 20 episodes we're gonna we're gonna go deep dive on marvel we're gonna we're gonna explore um you know it it, it helps that you know michael's family is all sort of experience the MCU now. Um, I, because of the gender uh, distinctions between our children, uh, you know, your kids are getting old enough now that uh, they are finally sort of, they're not just watching princess movies and, and animated stuff. My kid has been watching the MCU for about six years because he's crazy, to be honest with you. And he's 11. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's always been obsessed with superheroes and dinosaurs. So, uh, so I have the advantage of having seen pretty much every MCU product other than the most recent one, multiple times, like six, seven, <laughs> eight times. <clears throat> yeah. So, so the encyclopedic knowledge of all of the MCU will come from you, Shane, but I, I think, uh, you know, we will try to interject with the, the parental view of some of these things too. I think that's important. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's going to be important. And I think, you know, because there's been other, other podcasts that have gone out of the MCU, uh, we are going to bring our own perspective to it. And we're going to start with our rankings of, uh, uh, you know, worst to best. 
Uh, we're probably going to have some arguments along the way. Yeah. Um, I like, there's some things that I like a lot more than he does, and there's some things that he likes a lot more than I do. Well, this will be, be great. I'm looking forward. Yeah, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, and we're going to start, you know, next week. We're going to, boom, get into it. Talk about the really, really crappy ones. All right. <laughs> well, so that's Loki. So Loki's good. You guys should watch Loki. Loki good. That's, that's and, the uh, recap. My pre and my precap for episode two is that uh, there's going to be probably six episodes. It's mm. a bold statement. Maybe eight. You, you mean season two. Season two. Did I say episode two? You did say episode two. I think we know exactly what happens in episode two. Yeah, but but in season two, I think uh, I think there's going to be six episodes. All right, you heard it here first. You heard maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael. <laughs>